0: happy monday or is it a happy monday welcome in it's the phnx cardinals podcast your premier arizona cardinal podcast like and subscribe leave us a five star wherever you get your programming i'm johnny venerable he is bo brock And Bo, the cuts have already began for the Arizona Cardinals. And surprise, surprise, it is at the most important uh, position for this franchise. Colt McCoy has been cut by the Arizona Cardinals and Monty Austin Ford.
1: It's a shock to everybody, but my co-host, Johnny Venerable, he was so elated. He could barely even put together two words in the sentence. But look, props where they are uh, deserved. Johnny Venerable, he brought this up. After Saturday's game, Colt McCoy was in uniform, not in pads, and uh, did not play for the Cardinals. And it was the end uh, of the Colt McCoy era, three seasons into it. And uh, it, it was it was shocking because I thought at least his experience was going to give him the edge to, if he fell out of the quarterback one spot, which it's, it looks like it's it's all signs to Joshua Dobbs, that McCoy could at least back up there until Kyler Murray comes back, and then they could start to talk about you know him being cut and what his future is. But they decided to make that decision today, and much like the moves from last week, it's like they're just moving off of guys that they don't envision a future
0: with right now. They have confidence in the quarterback room that they have, and I think again to to Bo's credit, last Thursday after this move was made to acquire Joshua Dobbs, my co-host has not wavered on his belief that joshua dobbs is going to start more than likely week one now the biggest point of contention was what does that mean for colt mccoy and and you still thought as did much of the fan base that there's still value on having colt mccoy on the roster the cardinals with their move today said there is not value in this and i think it just speaks back to what they didn't see over the course of training camp in the preseason and just how bad last week was for for colt mccoy i Got some insight before the show today, Bull Brock, and and basically it came down to Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin Ford had a conversation last week that we cannot subject our young players and our fan base to this kind of play because he was QB1. And while we, we emphasized this last week that Clayton Toon was given a chance to compete and win the starting job, he didn't do that. And Colt McCoy subsequently lost it. They had to go out and be aggressive and find somebody that they can hand the baton to in week one, if and when Kyler Murray wouldn't be ready, and he's not ready. And we're going to talk about that later on in the show. But, I mean, it, w- it was not something to the effect of, let's just wait and see. They were proactive in getting Joshua Dobbs here, point blank, because Colt McCoy, respectfully, just doesn't have it anymore. And again, I, I'm not going to sit here and gloat and talk about, oh, I'm excited that Colt McCoy's not on this team anymore. I've been consistent in my mindset, ball Brock, Somebody's going to pay somebody $5 million to do a job, then they're going to they're going to try their best to do it, right? Colt McCoy did his best to go out there and compete. My argument was from the beginning, you have no allegiance to this player. Why why are you opting to row with him? And did they take their time in doing so? Yes. Would I have preferred them spending a little bit more money in March and securing Joshua Dobbs for the last six months? Absolutely. And if they could have a mulligan, they would go back and do it again. They easily would go back. They they misread how much Colt McCoy had left in the tank. But kudos to them. They said, All right, we're not going to screw around anymore. And this was my point after the postgame show Saturday. It's like you've you've acquired Joshua Dobbs now. What what point is it to, to go out there and, and continue to start a player that you don't have confidence in in Colt McCoy?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. It it came down to the, the final straw or the straw that broke the camel's back was the performances in Minnesota and Jonathan Gannon, Drew Petzing, the brain trust as far as the decisions on the offensive side of the football. They said, Hey. This isn't cutting it. This isn't going to be competitive at the NFL level. This isn't going to be competitive in the interim while Kyler yeah. Murray is out. And they, just, they, they were in, in DTR. Uh, had had given them an opportunity to where Joshua Dobbs, who was signed to be the backup to Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I mean, all these variables, they played a role in this. And, and it worked out that the Arizona Cardinals, the guy they identified, according to Johnny's sources, back in March, and, and it's been confirmed by Monty Osford on the telecast on Saturday, and Jonathan Gannon again today, was they, they identified Joshua Dobbs with experience in the system. They like his mobility. They like his arm strength. And they wanted him to potentially be the bridge to Kyler and they couldn't come to terms on a contract. And then, you know, better late than never, I guess, because I thought, I think that then once Dobbs was out of the the conversation, they said, okay, what do we have now? What does the quarterback pool look like? And it was very, it was, it was, there wasn't a whole lot there. And they said, okay, let's see what Colt McCoy has. And this is what Jonathan Gannon said as far as the decision into cutting Colt McCoy today. Damon, can we have that clip where JG breaking down the decision to pull the trigger today? I don't think it's anything that he didn't show us. I think it was just, you know, like I said, looking at OTAs and then training camp and the games. And just like I said, the full body of work We just feel like this is the best way to go. OTAs, training camp, the games now, you know, a nine for 12, three series in the games, but I think it was more, you know, OTAs and training camp where, you know, this, this show is, is reported, you know, the uneven camp that, that Colt has had. And that's coming from me from, from Johnny, just the brutal camp that Colt McCoy has had where he had non throw. Dude, I'm, I'm not even joking. I mean, it's what you saw and what you were privy to. It just didn't, it wasn't enough. Right and the, the cardinals had the pivot and this was the this was the pivot
0: yeah and i think again there's a there's a take here on this show which i would argue is the accurate take and then there's the national media take that this is a step in the in the tanking direction this is the opposite of that and i tweeted this out and everybody 182 people in here know this to be true but i think it bears repeating tanking is rolling with colt McCoy. Like they would have lost in spectacular fashion with Colt McCoy. I've believed that for the last six to eight weeks. I've said that consistently. That's why my hope—not my belief—but my hope was Kyler Murray's ahead of schedule because how could you subject your team and your fan base to this? It's not good enough, especially when we had a graphic producer Damon put together like last week, backups upon backups that are better mm-hmm. than Colt McCoy. Like what? What are we doing here? And so what they've shown you was it took them a little too late, but they did it anyway. Like we're going to be able to assess our young players and give them positions to succeed. It may not always result in a W on Sundays, but we cannot subject, respectively speaking, Paris Johnson and Yelda Froldholt and Michael Wilson and Rondell Moore and Hollywood Brown and Trey McBride to a quarterback who can't operate at a level that's acceptable for this franchise. And again, anybody who is arguing about tanking this morning has not watched or paid attention to Colt McCoy this offseason. He cannot compete. His his body has given up on him. And they and they love Colt McCoy. And I, I think there was a question earlier in the chat. I want to get to it. Why didn't they just spend a couple extra million dollars to secure Joshua Dobbs in March? Do not believe what folks on Twitter are saying, like, Jobs rejected them. He did not reject them. The Cardinals did, could not come up to with a number that they felt comfortable with and instead— T- talked themselves into Colt McCoy. McCoy's at the facility every day. He's at Austin Ford and Gannon's opening press conference. He's a great guy. He's a great guy to be around. That's why a lot of people are, are disappointed for Colt McCoy the person. So they, it's easy to talk yourself into a guy when, yes, he's older, but he's got the experience. They're in shorts and T-shirts, right? He's a glue guy. He's everything you want. That's why he's been a great backup for this franchise. But when it's time to pad up and you need guys to produce – in late July and August, and show up for your team, he physically couldn't do it anymore. And that was my argument over the course of the last six months. Are they really going to roll with a guy who couldn't finish last year and presumably had his foot out the door for retirement?
1: Yeah, I I mean, the, the people speculating and continuing to speculate that this is just even more proof that it's a tank. Look, this is a rebuilding roster. This is rebuilding an an NFL football team in 2023 where you arm yourself with as much draft capital as possible. You give yourself the ability to go any direction salary cap wise and you shed yourself of the previous regime's issues. And to to try to move forward and try to put a bandaid over these bullet holes, it just doesn't make sense. For Monty Osfort and Jonathan Gannon to carry on those burdens anymore. It's one thing to come in here and have players that are rah-rah and completely bought in, but then there's like there's guys that were on the roster, and this isn't Colt McCoy. Like Colt McCoy, it, I'm sure, did everything that was asked of him. But when yeah. it comes to him being on one side of the field and being from one, you know, the opposite hash and having to make a throw across the field to maybe the chains or, you know, and try to throw for a first down his arm strength was the point where he'll try to make that throw and it's pick six city. It's just, he just didn't physically like arm strength wise. It just never came back. And it's one of those things that I don't think you could predict if it ever was going to come back or when it was going to come back, but it was a liability. It was a liability. So you've got the experience in Colt McCoy, but physically he doesn't have it. He can't make the throws. And it limits you offensively there. And then you've got the fifth-round rookie where we saw the the limited – as far as where he was limited in the opening drive on Saturday where he doesn't pick up you know cover zero and he gets blitzed to holy hell and he fumbles the football and, and puts the uh, Vikings immediately within striking distance for their second touchdown in the game. So it's like, okay – Let's get a guy that can make the throws. He's mobile, just like tune. He's got this probably about the same arm strength. He's got good size. He's good between the ears. He's got experience in the system to say that Joshua Dobbs isn't their best option. It's been there the entire time.
0: Just, just connect the dots. It's simple. And also like to, to point in the chat, I I can't remember who said this eight man boxes is what you're going to get with Colton Coy. They were already getting that in the preseason. Go look back at the chiefs game. Go look back at the Bronco game. Defense does not respect Colt McCoy at all they they came up and they stacked in the box, and that's why there's there's a, a difficult time for guys like Rondell Moore to separate because there's there's so much collusion at the line of scrimmage because they know Colt McCoy can't throw the ball downfield. and again, my my point has been consistent. like I wasn't clamoring for Clayton Toon to start because I think Clayton Toon should start NFL games as a fifth round rookie on a rebuilding roster. but Clayton Toon has been better this offseason, this preseason, just by sheer you know, physical attributes, right? Does he have the pre-snap mentality and experience? Of course not. But I, I think, again, the chunk plays, being able to to see that, and again, he's still, quote-unquote, in contention to start, but I don't think anybody in this chat and this show would suggest that he's the favorite. I mean, Joshua Dobbs, if you watch his TikTok, I mean, he's fantastic on social media. He, he's in Arizona right now. They are yeah. prepping him to be the starter week one against the Commanders. They called Joshua Dobbs last week and his agent when the trade was made. Get ready to play. I have that sourced. Get ready to play. You're going to be playing, and I, I think by all accounts they can scheme up. This is this is also. I think people are missing this point. The the support that Gannon has and the and the belief in Drew Petzing to be able to put a game plan like this together is immense, right? Like, think about prior regimes where it's like, we got to put it all in the quarterback. We're not going to be ready to go. This speaks to what they're going to be able to do with Joshua Dobbs in a short amount of time. They might run the ball 40 times week one against the commanders, but they're going to be able to put something together, scripted plays, the first couple possessions, that put the Cardinals in a position to not be an embarrassment. And again, I think he's only going to build confidence. I think the schedule early this year, I don't think these are great defensive teams outside of, you know, Washington's got some players. Do Are you going to sit here and tell me, I'm going to be as unbiased as I can and say there's a huge difference between Sam Howell and Joshua Dobbs. I don't think there is. I think the Cardinals are better coached, and I think they've got better skilled players, certainly at receiver at times, and then in the secondary. I know they've got Scary Terry and Johan Dotson. They've got good mm-hmm. players. But I people argue like this gap is immense, like the seven-point spread. It is with Colt McCoy, but I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised what they get out of this young man.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna take still a Herculean effort for him to get up to speed. You know, uh, develop report. for sure. It's an uphill climb, and but I think still, if they might have gone a different direction uh, if if Toon was the guy. I I mean, he can say they're gonna compete. Jeremy Fowler, I believe, reported that you know they when when they talked to McCoy today and gave him the news that it was. Uh, they're pivoting to Joshua Dobbs. I mean, that's that's from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. So, you know, I, even if even if there's no validity to that report, I mean, just just look at how they've operated this this preseason and they just want, you know, obviously Toon to be ready if his number is called, but they don't want to put the pressure in the sake for the sake of Clayton Toon getting his NFL career off to a solid start, not developing bad habits off the off the bat. Because he's he goes in too early. It's just it's asking him too much, and I think that they realize that. But at the same time, I think they found somebody that Drew Petzing, you know, no doubt about it. He he brought his name to the table. Monty Osford, of course, knows what he's dealing with because of his his time in Tennessee in those final two games. And you know, people can look at it and say, Hey, Joshua Dobbs doesn't have that much more experience than Clayton Tune. Just eight games, two starts. But look, this is a guy who's been in the league as a fourth-round pick himself with the Steelers for a while, a very rock-solid organization, yeah. and then jumped around to Cleveland, to Tennessee, and back to Cleveland, and now to Arizona. Like this guy has way more reps under his belt. He he has as far as preparation and, and as far as gearing up for an NFL defense, like he's light years ahead of where Clayton Tune is right now. So I think that just immediately gives him the edge. Now, is there is there like a a, a reality? where Clayton tune just comes out and he's just perfect in practice, like very slim chance that happens. But I mean, I think that people just need to prepare themselves uh, to no longer doubt
0: Dobbs. And I just, it's a, I, I, people disagree because they like Colt McCoy, the person, and I can respect that This is a good day for Cardinal fans. Not because a man got released. Colt McCoy got paid a premium to, to leave and who knows another team could pick him up and have him be a part of their active roster, but he's got to pass a He's got to show he can still complete throws. Like, I think, I think there's a pretty good chance Colt McCoy maybe retires and joins another NFL franchise. I could be wrong on that, but I think it's a good day for this fan base because, number one, it shows you that they're committed to trying to compete this year, contrary to what the national media will tell you, and also, they're going to be much more watchable and competitive with Joshua Dobbs. It is it is not even close. They, they become a much more viable product. Plus, you can now cement this guy as the true bridge to Kyler Murray. Mm. Joshua Dobbs is built, I believe, to start – Four, five, six games, and they want him to do that. They fumbled this, and they're rectifying it now. So I think that you know I'm somebody that's banging the the table for change. Now I think very similar to like what's going on with Zayvon Collins and his conversion, we got to be patient with Joshua Dobbs. Like Joshua Dobbs is going to get you know at least four games, and we'll talk about Kyler Murray here in a little bit, Bo, Mm -hmm. to be able to settle into this role and and give the Cardinals chances to compete and win, God forbid on on Sunday. So i am anxious to see him i'm anxious to hear your reports from practice because i think they're going to be positive positive. and i think that the the creativity of just like the sample sizes we got with like david blau running qb keeps in the in the red zone draws mm-hmm. boots end arounds that's all going to be incorporated in what joshua what joshua dobbs does not only week one but beyond
1: yeah absolutely santana I'm over the tank BS talk. JG said win, so let them compete. And, you know, Monty Ossifort is riding the line between, you know, putting his his team in the best spot possible to compete in games in 2023, but also getting the roster ready for a pivotal 2024 offseason. That's right. That's his job. And then Jonathan Gannon's job absolutely is to win football games. He's not going to just sit back and say, oh, well – the The old front office is tanking. My hands are tied, and I'm not even gonna, you know, give an effort here. He's gonna look at this roster and say, "Hey, we can't compete with this quarterback room right now," or "Hey, we can't compete," you know. And this is just uh, me making things up. But like this defensive line, or you know, this, you know, we don't have enough depth at corner, uh, or like Isaiah is not bringing enough as far as on the back end of the defense. You know, it doesn't make sense for us to try to make this one and done work. Um, so, you know, I think that obviously you've got to compartmentalize as far as the two entities working together. It's like the front office and, and the the coaching staff and, and they're meeting in the middle and they're finding a, a solid resolution. And like people, they, they honestly have, they, they can't really like see the forest through the trees. When they look at Joshua Dobbs, they just look at the straight numbers and they look at this guy who's been in the league, uh, and had a couple cups of coffee as far as uh, seeing time on the playing field, but they just don't see like where the strengths of money is and where the strengths of drew Petsing's offense is, And they found the guy that, that meets those without having to go out there and spend, you know, starting quarterback money. Cause they don't have the luxury of spending that kind of cap space.
0: Well, I think every other position you can operate from a wait and see approach practice squad, minimal trades, waiver wire pickups. They're going to do that on the defensive line. They're doing that at safety now behind Isaiah Simmons being gone. Their third safety might not even be on this roster. They're going to supplement a six-round rookie corner as CB2 to Marco Wilson. They're going to try a lot of stuff out. Where you cannot mess around is at quarterback, and they're telling you that. Yeah. They 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 were not willing to flush the toilet on the first four games of the season with Colt McCoy, for lack of a better term. They, they were not ready to sacrifice that. And, and what that would do, the detriment that would do to the locker room. Mm-hmm. What kind of message does it send to i mean everybody knows this like this is public perception now that Colt McCoy can't play you don't think behind closed doors that these guys have seen like this this dude can't even reach me uh, you know across the field I, i'm 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 barely running 10 yards and he can't hit me in stride like what's going on here he's he's not throwing every three days we couldn't have gotten somebody else to come in here and operate like this is a belief in this roster. Whether you think it's a belief in this roster to compete and win this year, it's a different discussion. And it's something that we illustrated last week. Nobody on this program is going to suggest that Joshua Dobbs is a franchise quarterback. But like, (laughs) do I think Joshua Dobbs can come in and be confident and have the offense look at times explosive and have him make plays with his feet? 100%. Absolutely. This was always supposed to be the plan. If you've watched this show for upwards of six-plus months, first of all, thank you, like, and subscribe. But especially... Kyler Murray and Joshua Dobbs have a very similar skill set, right? Now, Kyler Murray is the apex. He's everything you want in the position, right, on the field especially. But Dobbs should have been signed in March. They see that now. They're going to rectify it. Could they take some lumps in the short term? 100% easily. They could not look good week one. And, and they'll have to stand up there. And Gannon and four will have to admit, we got our quarterback too late. We're trying mm-hmm. to play catch up. I would rather them do that. Then go through it with a quarterback who cannot play physically.
1: Uh, great insight in the chat. Who is that? Jalen Blair, per Albert Breer, who I think uh, has good connections, obviously, with Monty Awesomefort being formerly in the New England Patriots organization for so long. Cards are taking a few days to sort through the quarterback's situation. Tune has come a long way, but they simplify the offense a bit for him for in the start. Yeah. Absolutely. You cut the field in half, no doubt about it. And, and you got to, you know, obviously do some things to make sure he doesn't get wrecked like he did in the opening drive last year. But I just still think it's an uphill climb for him. And if he was going to, you know, lock down the job, he would have done it maybe a
0: week ago. Well, here's what I will say, though, to people who want to see Clayton Toon. There's nothing to, to suggest if Joshua Dobbs struggles for three weeks. Right. And Kyler Murray's not ready that Clayton Toon couldn't play a game or two like that. That's a 100 percent on the table. He can operate as a starter. I but I think the Cardinals were hoping that Clayton Toon would take the baton and and he did not have the kind of preseason that you know a first a first year quarterback that starting week one needs to have he's not CJ Stroud out there or Anthony Richardson you know making plays left and right in the preseason he 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 looks like a fifth rounder and, and that's okay so uh, this this is very much week to week outside of they're not going to play a 37-year-old, a quarterback, for a team that that needs to evaluate young talent. I want to get to some of these super chats. Both yeah. we could. Free matter for the blind, $10. Thank you so much. Colt will be all right. Kyler will stay on PUP uh, expletive. And we're going to talk about Kyler Murray here in a little bit. Free matter for the blind. Colt, 100% will be all right. He's a made man. He, there's nobody more respected in this league as a backup. Everybody's body gets out. Colt, uh, Nick Foles, it happened to last year. I mean, Peyton Manning, circa 20, what, 16? I mean, th- these guys, these are these are icons at the quarterback position. Colt, especially at the collegiate level, he's been playing a long time. He's 37 years old. I, I think had the Cardinals released him in March, he might have already retired. He might have said, Okay, I'm gonna take some of my guaranteed money that I got. I'm gonna go and broadcast. I'm gonna be on college game day. Colt's gonna do just fine post football, but we got to play. you 20- put him on college game day. Well, maybe it was, something like that. The big, the big 12 dude. network or it's something already like a solid lineup. Will he, may, can you come on this show? Should we invite him onto this? I mean,
1: after all the things you were right about, you're wrong
0: about that. No, okay. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. He, but I just, I feel like maybe it would have expedited his next career path. For sure. We wish him well.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and we'll see, you know, as he, as he takes on the next venture. Uh, I mean, it, what a career the guys had, you know, 14 years in the, in the league. And, you know, he navigated, you know, a tough situation in Cleveland, kept himself afloat as far as in Washington and New York, and then ended up here and really found a good fit for himself backing up Kyler Murray and came in and went three and three as a starter. So let's get into more of these super chats, uh, AZ fan, uh, 1998. Talk about crazy! Either Tune time or Dobbs time. Now, let's get into this. This is what uh, Jonathan Gannon said as far as the new quarterback competition that becomes Joshua Dobbs v. Clayton Tune. You know who you're starting to be. Yeah, I think we got a plan in place, but I want to see them both play football still. This week we got some work, and then the following week we got some work. But I feel good where we're at. The plan in place. is Joshua Dobbs,
0: right? Why would you trade for <laughs> Joshua Dobbs if you were going to start Clayton Tune? Why right. not just make Colton Coy your backup? I think and out of respect for the work Clayton Tune has done, then you leave it up in the air. Up in the air.
1: And we'll and we'll see how they play the reps because before it was like it was ninety percent Colt Clayton Toon would be sprinkled in training camp and as early as or as late as last week, um, but for the most part hasn't seen much first team. Uh, we'll see how they divvy those up. They'll be back in the practice field Wednesday and Thursday. They'll have Friday off. More of a walkthrough on Friday, and then really start to ramp things up next week, game week against the Washington Commanders. But JG did say this today: this is uh this quarterback competition as far as naming a starter. He's not going to name one. They're going to use that as a quote competitive advantage going into to Washington. Uh, like that's where you're like, mm, this is a little bit sad. This is a bit sad, but <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, it's tough. I mean, to V Dobbs, but we're not going to have, like, I think we can assume that it's going to be Dobbs. Uh, and I'm sure Washington will as well, but they're going to prepare with, uh, and I think Dylan Richards made a good point. You know, Jacoby Brissett's very familiar with this offense under Drew Petzing. They were both in the same organization in Cleveland last year, where they're he's he's gonna give them some insight as far as what Dobbs is gonna do and what Petzing is gonna try to do.
0: Listen, they gotta eat you know what sandwich here in the coming weeks because people are gonna rip them for how they've handled the quarterback situation and they they deserve some fault. So they're I think they're just gonna carry this to the finish line of the end of the off season, into the regular season of we're just we're kind of making it up as we go a little bit uh, and remedying some of the mistakes that we had. I mean, they made a mistake not signing a competent backup in March. And so now it feels like let's just kind of, you know, helplessly get to week one. But I mean, Kyler Murray's the starter when he's healthy until then. I mean, they don't really, they don't need to say anything, do anything. Like believe them with their actions, not their words. Their actions told you today and last week, the Colt McCoy number one is not good enough. And number two, like we got to get a veteran in here. I mean, NFL teams all the time, cut, trade, release players, especially in season when quarterbacks are struggling. The LA Rams last year, Picked up Baker Mayfield on the fly and he won games for them at the end of the year. Like he that, that happens, that happened, yeah, a game that happens <laughs> all the time, right? So, I just yeah. for for a team, it's just the Cardinals are easy pickings to be able to come at them because they're so quote unquote mismanaged and, and tanky. Gannon and Austin, Ford, they're not, they hear all that, they're not immune to that. They're going to operate the way they want to. They don't owe anybody this show or otherwise any explanation. But I think, again, just read the tea leaves of what they've done and how they've operated. There's only one direction they're going to go.
1: Yeah, let's uh, get back to some of these super chats. Some great questions. This chat is absolutely on fire today. Uh, Alex saying, uh, take your flowers, John. You called it. Absolutely. I did, uh, I Look, I didn't credit words too. People said they want me to apologize. I'll never apologize to you ever. Uh, but as far as I will admit where you were right, uh, the other half of that. I won't. But you
0: were right, Johnny Venerable. I don't need that from you. Uh, too much respect to Bo Brock and everybody in this chat. I will ask though. Um, you don't have to give me flowers, but this sh- this shirt I think has new meaning because it's certainly not the the product on the field. Maybe we're just effing better this fucking podcast. <laughs> X Cardinals. It's half off uh, by the way right now. At the twelve dollars shirts. This is twelve dollars right oh, now. Twenty-four dollars. Sorry, twenty-four dollars. Excuse me, twenty-four dollars. Um, and this shirt's available. And so what I ask is that you don't have to, you know, send me flowers, go buy a t-shirt half off from the merchandise locker.
1: Yeah. And uh, with these half off shirts, I took advantage of it and I'm going to find a way to get a lot of our loyal listeners and new listeners on board by uh, giving away some shirts. Can't wait to do that. So uh, make sure you're following on social media at phnex underscore Cardinals. Also, you get free swag just by becoming a diehard. I heard that we've got a little discount on becoming a diehard as well. well. Get into that. More Super Chats because you guys are crushing it. Uh, let's see. We got our guy Az Moses and 89 Uh just further proof that national media is clueless sometimes if they think McCoy getting cut is proof to tang. Absolutely. That guy we, uh, who's a Dov, who well, I believe
0: is just a bot, right? Is Dov a he's bot? He's not a real person. He's not on air. He doesn't write anything. I've he's a, a real he, he's deep just says he loves reporting takes
1: Damon dog has he's done some he's got some intel on. he's from Israel okay
0: that's like all
1: anyone knows about him I found his face because it's like the most impossible <laughs> thing ever to find what he looks like he's some dude from Israel that started tweeting about the NFL and has just grown into a social media giant out of it well, but he's he's, aggregating yeah he aggregates reports and news and stuff but then his own opinion is just like just just keep aggregating news and reports but like yeah he's always talking so much crap.
0: Yeah. Uh, I also saw Matt Miller, who famously said Matt Barkley wouldn't get past the Not Cardinals, getting past seven. Uh, say today, the Cardinals are clearly tanking. Hey, Matt, you should probably not talk about the Cardinals no. ever again. Um, <laughs> no, I no, just, no. Barkley's not getting past seven. No, he's Cardinals not in 2013. He's they not. once traded, I think a seventh rounder for him uh, <laughs> when Carson Palmer was here to be a back of a b- backup after the preseason. Yeah. But no, um, listen, Colt McCoy, for this show, and everybody here knew, you're probably done. Nobody else cares or watches Colt McCoy this preseason, and nobody else ran. When we would tell people, Bo, when we would go on other programs, other shows, Shameless Plug, NBC Sports and CBS or whatever, Fox, we would tell people Colt McCoy is pointing instead of throwing at practice. Like, people didn't know how to digest that. People didn't understand. Like, Is that just a Cardinal thing that they're doing this year? Is it a part of the tank that they don't want him actually practicing? He physically could not throw. Mm -hmm. So everybody now saying, well, Colt McCoy has just been a stalwart and he won games for this team. That's true. Mm -hmm. That was under Cliff Kingsbury two years ago. I'm sorry. That's just a long time for a quarterback. When it goes, it goes fast. So Dobbs is a better quarterback today, right now. They're not tanking because of this move. More Super Chats uh,
1: continuing here with uh, Wrenches and Rants. Smart moves. Actually excited to see the final roster. I'll take the over all day long, twice on Sunday. Four wins, my ass. Love it, Wrenches and Ranch. Four ninety nine Super Chat.
0: Uh, we got free matter for the blind, Johnny. Yeah, the idea of tanking for an unknown Caleb Williams and giving K-1 to another team scares the crap out of me. Watch K-1 go win a Super Bowl for another team. I will say... I watched Caleb Saturday night. He was fine. Yeah. Um, I, I did I mean, not see Still had like, some highlight. But I mean, that, you're yeah, always going to be a yeah. highlight. I now. mean, San Jose state, their defense is a, is a big time concern. Anybody who would suggest that Caleb Williams is a better quarterback than Kyler Murray right now is incorrect. Yeah. Will he be better eventually? I don't know. Is he going to be cheaper? Absolutely. Will they take him if they have the first pick? Yes. But I, we just, there's so much between now and then Kyler Murray is going to play this year. Kyler Murray is a better quarterback today. And just like this situation with Colt McCoy, you got, you just gotta let things play out. Anybody who is suggesting anything otherwise is just guessing. Yeah.
1: So simple. Uh, As far as the (laughs) Caleb Williams thing, the, the botch snap where he just picks it up and then just slings it down the field. Unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable display. of I would rather have that right now, that little whiteout that was true freshman taking back uh, kick return touchdowns. And I tweeted this out. It, the offense is Cliff Kingsbury, though it's it's tough to watch well, at times. Yeah. If you watched
1: last year, I mean Lincoln Riley, Cliff Kingsbury is very similar as far as the execution. It's I mm-hmm. mean under Lincoln, he's able I think able to teach it a little bit better than old Cliffy boy. Who I did check out the finally the the Manziel, uh the Manzel documentary on Netflix, yeah. and, and Cliff is he's got a pretty big role in it. And when you take what he's saying about Manzel and you apply it to the Cardinals, you can see what worth why things didn't work out here uh, after four seasons of Cliff. We haven't, yeah, we got one more super chat uh, mm-hmm. from across the pond, our friends over in the UK, uh, Lauren Downey, right here to listen, first time watching live. Thanks for joining us live, man. But always, always thanks for listening to us in Sunderland, England. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work uh, as we continue on here. Colt McCoy cut Joshua Dobbs, Clayton Toon, QB competition,
0: just getting started. It absolutely is. I'm going to tell you what else is getting started. How about college football season with our friends at DraftKings? Again, did anybody dabble over the weekend? on A little uh, college football action. I may or may not have taken uh, San Jose, or excuse me, USC money line, or USC minus thirty-one. Money line was out. not a big. <laughs> that didn't work out. That didn't work out. First of all, USC defense is yeah. not not very good again. Pretty obvious, they're gonna yeah, be bad. They gotta, they gotta get better quick. Yes, but they, they're just very small. They're not like if they play a Michigan or an SEC team, I, th- I think it's gonna be tough for them. That offense is un- undeniable. I'm gonna tell you what else is undeniable. How about these deals from DraftKings? College football fans, are you ready for Week One? We've gotten past Week Zero. We're on to Week One. DraftKings Sportsbook hooking you up with can't miss offers to start the season this week. New customers can bet just five dollars on any college football game. Score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team can go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. And the only thing that is a lock is this great offer from DraftKings Sportsbook. It's a call to action. Life's more fun when you're in the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that bonus code PHNX. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with Promo code PHNX. The crown is yours. Twenty-one and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred. Next steps. Bonus bets expire seven days after in, uh, issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com/slash-football-terms. My DraftKings pick of the week. anybody want to take a guess what it is? Bo, do you have a guess for me? Um, is it
1: th- what is it? is it Thursday night or what, what's coming up?
0: We've got college football this yeah. weekend. Anybody want to give me a DraftKings pick of the week for college football in the chat? First one that is mentioned in the chat, I will ride with this weekend on DraftKings. I like that. You got, you got somebody that you like ahead of this weekend. Everybody's kicking off. There's some real games. How about this? U of A versus NAU. DraftKings pick of the week, baby. U of Book a, it, baby. Spread. Let's go. College football will be interesting this year. Agent 47. Dabble with DraftKings, Bob Brock.
1: Absolutely. And also dabble with our friends over at Wink because it's just a bit a dabble of uh, THC that you're going to have in your delicious hard seltzer. You don't want to miss out on this. Seltzer is so hot right now. So, you want to get in with Wink, which is actually non-alcoholic, but it's got that THC in it as well. Summer's not a spectator sport. It's for real, man. I mean, it was 118 out there today. Get that THC-CBD balance, that gold ratio. It's equal dose of CBD and THC. It's laid-back friend that's hanging out. Always a good time. Always chill. Check out Wink right now and get ready for liftoff with their sister product, Countdown. Wink, Countdown, it's the perfect combination. Countdown is a nano emulsion of cannabis infused beverage that delivers sky high blast with powerful flavor right now get either in 2.5 milligrams or 5 milligram cans you can find wink right here in arizona look for winks at uh, wink at sunday goods dispensaries in the valley botanica dispensary in tucson if you're down in the pueblo also it's in the 12 states nationwide easiest way to find your get your hands on wink go to drinkwink.com that's d-r-i-n-k-w-y-n-k.com
0: drinkwink.com it's amazing Um, we were hoping for an amazing comeback off of the Pup List for one Kyler Murray, Bob But I think, again, reading those tea leaves, uh, Joshua Dobbs' arrival, I think, basically all but confirmed last week that Kyler Murray would remain on the Pup List through at least the first four weeks of the season. And that's exactly what we got today. This is from Ian Rapsheet Rappaport earlier today on Twitter. Kyler Murray will remain on the Pup List as he estimates a minimum Bob of four games and you can read this one of two ways you could say kyler murray will be back week five or you could say this could be a while until we see kyler murray period i'm willing to believe it's probably going to be somewhere in the middle as we talked about on this show last week kyler murray missing four games you might as well make that five because he has not practiced this entire offseason he has not operated in this offense yet he's going to need in my opinion at least two weeks of practice with drew petstein and company with this offense developing a rapport with the elder Frohold before he can come back. Um, what, what's your initial take on this? And let's look at the schedule after Bo gives us his reaction.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just, uh, I think it gives this organization uh, a direction. It needs to go with, you know, with the idea that Kyler Murray is not going to be here for the first four games. And obviously Jonathan Gannon said he, you know, it's, he's on two plans, one, the rehab, and that's the most important, right? Get his health back to where it needs to be mentally and physically. And then he's got the football plan. That's going to get him up to speed in a new system under Drew Petzing, a new play caller uh, coming over along with JG. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's really fascinating that Gannon, Johnny said, he's going to be on one or two lists. Now the report is from rap sheet that he remains on pup uh you know the other list that i think is the only other option would be injured reserve uh, mm-hmm. obviously you could you can get uh with a designation to return um but you know that it, it's it's the same thing basically i mean you're right. going to find a guy minimums going to miss four games here um for the Arizona Cardinals but uh, you know it's it's a it's a bit of a bummer, but at the same time you, you understand it. I mean, you see, Hendon Hooker, who was injured a little bit earlier than Kyler Murray, he's still not back. He's he's going to remain on pup. Uh, they're about the same age, which is crazy. Uh, but you know, I mean, it's 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 going to be just one of those processes where I, I don't think he he didn't set, suffer a setback, but it's just one of those things where they haven't seen him progress to the point where he's ahead of schedule. He's just continuing the schedule per usual
0: got tipped off two weeks ago um that they had been encouraged but they had not seen him at full speed whatever you want to take away from that yeah like sprinting full speed 100 percent. and so i think they they thought they were keeping options open i remember we talked about it would he start camp on pup would you let him practice off to the side And I think every time they're faced with a reality of let's let Kyler, you know, participate, we can do something different, they've opted for the side of caution. And I think, as frustrating as that is for Cardinal fans in the short term, it's what's best for Kyler Murray in the long term. And this franchise, since Steve Kime was exited out of the building, I think continued to do what's best for Kyler Murray. And I think Kyler Murray, I know he appreciates that because, again, I think. Joshua Dobbs is going to be, in my opinion, competent enough to get you to Kyler Murray. Had it been Colt McCoy, I think that would have been where's K1, what's happening, what's going on. Now you've all but you have eliminated any kind of um, distraction with Kyler Murray. And the, you maybe I didn't factor that in well enough, Bo Brock. I thought, what's what's the harm in just stashing him at the bottom of the roster? He can participate as much as he wants. He can work his way back. But everybody in the media, everybody otherwise would have been like, is this it for K-1? Where is, is he taking first-team reps? What's going on? Whereas yeah. they're building out themselves an out that this is Joshua Dobbs show for at least four weeks, and then they're going to reevaluate. And I I would hope that he he is activated after four weeks, but I think I- until that happens, there's no guarantee. Kyler Murray, to me, this season is going to be so polarizing for this franchise for so many different reasons, but it, it comes down to... When does Kyler Murray play? And where do the Cardinals pick in next April's draft? Because again, nothing in in everybody else's mind, nothing else matters than that. Isaiah Simmons is gone. Colt McCoy is gone. Two two holdovers from the prior regime. The most expensive man in the room is the guy not playing. When does he play and does he help himself? in enforcing the issue with Caleb Williams.
1: Yeah. And if he does help himself, it's only going to translate to success for the team. And the more success that the team has, the further it can remove it, at least with its own pick from the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. That is obviously at a fever pitch, you know, after a four touchdown performance on Saturday. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's Kyler Murray, you know, regardless of what you have, I understand the polarization that that he brings and it's going to continue and probably throughout his career, even if he comes back, knocks the rust off and and kind of adapts to Petzing's system, there's still going to be doubters out there. No doubt. You know, as far as Kyler goes. So, you know, I, I think just getting him back and making sure that he is, in, in the best possible position to succeed is so important for both parties here as far as the Arizona Cardinals and, and their franchise quarterback go. I mean, they're just I, – I just don't see I, – I know like a lot of people want to point to, you know, what they feel is evidence to tanking and, and not – this team not contending and, and really truly just contending for the top of the draft where I just don't think that that – you can't – that's that's not – you can't forecast that. It's it's too tough. So like their best option. And I think their best way forward as an organization is the guy that you have under contract that proved to the, albeit the previous regime, but proved to people in the NFL that he is a franchise quarterback. And I I just don't think that, I think that gets discounted far too often.
0: Dylan Richards hits the nail on the head. Eight to 10 games is is enough to prove is Kyler Murray, the long-term answer. I I mean, I think so. I think that, they're going to get double-digit games still. I believe that from Kyler Murray this year. And if they win a few, if he's trending up, it's an easy decision. But And I also think regardless of when Kyler Murray plays or not, I don't think the Cardinals are getting the first pick in the draft. I, I just don't. I think they're going to win enough games with a fourth-place schedule with Joshua Dobbs or whomever starting. I, th- I think too either of this coaching staff, you have to be so bad to get the first overall pick. And I, I think the Cardinals are going to play better as the season goes on. I think the younger players are going to buy in. I think they've got untapped talent with some of the holdovers from the prior regime. But again, I mean, if they, if they end up one, one next, next spring, it's, it's going to dominate the off season. It's going to dominate this show, but I let's, I mean, they could win week one with Joshua Dobbs and suddenly the tank could be off, right? The Caleb Williams thing could be, they beat Sam Howell and company, which is within the realm of possibility cards, money line week one over plus 200 with our friends at, at, you know, DraftKings and otherwise, if they win week one, like, (laughs) How, what's the chances they get the first overall pick? It would be immensely difficult for that to happen. That, that would be just a, a Bears
1: performance,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you'd have to basically just. But they, we all knew what the Bears were doing last year. I mean, they they were winning games through three quarters, and then suddenly they would implode. I don't know what was happening right. there. I mean, we do, but it to me, it's the Cardinals have winnable games on their schedule, even for this roster. So it's a, we got a long way to go, folks. That's the the intrigue of the NFL. Yeah. Um, what,
1: what you have you seen anything else as far as his roster goes? I mean, along with with Colt McCoy, they they made a couple other uh cuts. Pat Fline goes to IR. Yeah, seems like that's a that's that's to the point where it's not with a um chance to come back. So, yeah. and then Gannon gave us an update where there really wasn't an update as far as the two offensive linemen that were injured on Saturday, and uh Jonathan Gaines and Dennis Daly, two interior offensive linemen that were probably. Uh, gonna make this roster right, and and be relied upon as his versatile backups. Um, but you see the roster moves like Sean Chandler, the guy who's gonna miss the first two games anyway with a PED violation, and a corner Nate Hairston. And then there's you know reports out Brian Cobb's is, is gonna get released, and then another cornerback uh, was released as well. So you're looking at six guys have already exited the 90 man roster. Still a long way to go. But uh, and, and Johnny, I mean we got to assume that this team is going to be active as far as the mass exodus of, of players from other rosters.
0: I was told that eight to 10 spots at the bottom of the roster could be churned this, this week where guys you would assume make the team could be, could be gone. Uh, And we've already seen that with their starting quarterback, right? right? Does David Blau make this team? I, I, I know they want to keep David Blau around in some capacity. I don't know if they're willing to use a roster spot on him, Where I mean, in what world did Jeff Driscoll get to keep his roster spot a day longer than Colton? With
1: with that there was some discussion at the facility today, uh from this is all Cardinals reporters. Like, did they stash Driscoll? Because at the beginning a training camp, he was ahead of Blau. And I wonder if they're like, Okay, this this is our guy, this is our third guy. We want to hide him.
0: With an injury designation, though, they say he's not he's not healthy. Yeah. But he, he, he looks like he's, he's been close, in- I, but I've seen, you know, what you've seen in practice. Blau to me, like that's doing right. Blau dirty. If you're going to cut David Blau and you're going to keep Jeff Driscoll, they let
1: him play but- three quarters of the game. I mean, they let him put out a lot of tape this preseason. That's, yeah, I
0: but, but I mean, Trace they got cut today. Is that doing anything for you?
1: No, it certainly doesn't. It just,
0: <laughs> I like Blau. I, I would like to see Blau at least on the practice squad. And if, but I, and then you could bring him up as an emergency quarterback. To yeah. me, it's like he guy was guy was pretty solid in the in the in the preseason. They clearly like him. He seems like a good dude. I don't. Maybe they maybe they have plans to grab another quarterback though. If somebody gets, I know. Released.
1: So I mean, when you start to kind of connect the dots
0: and, and you look at it, I mean, obviously
1: it's going to probably be like you see the guys that were you know, sent off of Philly's roster over the weekend and will continue to be like, that's easy, right? Rollis, JG, probably some connections there. Yeah. Cleveland, you look at guys, uh, you know, with the offensive line, their offensive line coach coming over from Indianapolis. If if they cut anybody, that's a good place to kind of start digging and connecting those dots. So, uh, but that's, you know,
0: that's a 10 players at the bottom of the roster. Yeah, That's a, that's a, that's big, what I got big, big revolving like eight door to 10 players at the bottom of the roster could be <laughs> churned. And that's, and, that's another thing, a variable to take into consideration
1: week one against Washington. I mean, that's just, that's a ton of turnover in a short time.
0: Yeah. And, but I, again, I think the injuries to the interior offensive line play a factor in that as well. I think yeah. Marquis Hayes has helped himself. Is Lasidi Smith going to be on this roster? I, I would, I would say that that's, that's a tall task. I think they're going to claim it into your offensive lineman because I I don't get the sense that they're encouraged with what's going on, especially with John Gaines, which is unfortunate. Right. And wouldn't you say that um,
1: it's not a true testament to the players coming in like, hey, we needed to go out and get these guys, but more an indictment like can these guys that were in camp with us, can they play? No, we made a decision on that. Let's see if let's see what we can get. I d-
0: definitively believe that they know that there are going to be better players available to them yeah. in the next couple of days that like the bottom of this rock. I mean, we fought guys in, especially against the chiefs, go watch that second half. If you can stomach it like this, this, the bottom of this roster needs to be churned. And even if these guys are here for only a year, it's like, let's try to be viable and competent. And then let's see who's worth keeping around. Right. The Cardinals did this at peak Bruce Arians years where you that go look in 2013, give him credit, Steve Kime. They, they did not finish gutting this roster until about week one. And they were, they were implementing people. Um, yeah. So I think, I think the Cardinals are going to find a couple finds. Uh, I think running backs a position, you mentioned, of course, quarterback, interior mm-hmm. offensive line, defensive line, corner safety. There's about six positions right now. They could, that's, that's the benefit. And I don't mean to keep knocking Cliff Kingsbury. He had no <laughs> ties to anybody in the NFL. Right? right, very minimal. Yeah. Vance Joseph, you know, he had ties, but they weren't good ties. Gannon, Petzing, Rollis have ties to in my and Austin Ford organizations that have had success. Right, Philadelphia Super Bowl runner up, Austin Ford in Tennessee, winning that division every single New year. And they were the number one seed a couple of years ago. I mean, Cleveland, say what you want, they don't win a ton of games. Do well at the line of scrimmage, can run the football. Um, you know, To me, it's it, Gannon's got ties back to Minnesota and Indianapolis, like they, they know players in the NFL, they're going to be ready to hunt on just like they did with, with Dobbs. Right. And, and there wasn't a whole lot of respect
1: for the the former general manager. I mean, we saw, and, and in hindsight, it opened our eyes to who was making the personnel moves and who was really being a, a, able to identify talent or guys that had still some things left in the tank. It was Bruce Arians back when yeah. they had the most success, but you know, it, it's a, it's a great point And it's one that we've pounded the table on as far as the connections. Like this is a this is a young coaching staff, no doubt about it. But Jonathan Gannon's been in the NFL for 15 years or close to 15 years. Monty Austinfort has been in 20 years plus years, and so is Dave Sears' his assistant general manager. Uh, and then you've got, you know, guys across the league that have NFL experience uh or across the coaching staff that have NFL experience that have their guys that they know can compete at the NFL level. And that's just that's that's invaluable. I and mean, it was it's refreshing that it's finally here after four years. It was
0: absent. Yeah. And again, like this, this is not to say like these aren't good, good people. I know a lot of a lot of people can be a little disheartening this week when when you're just talking about a player as like a piece of meat. Right. And it says get them out of here. They're terrible. And I can appreciate that. But I, I also can appreciate this this franchise. They have no ties to these players from the prior regime. That's why we said from day one, they're going to prioritize rookies, which they have. They're going to prioritize their own people. The Cardinals, under Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime, we're not a winning organization. We're not a winning franchise. But here's what I think is the, the best testament of where Jonathan Gannon comes from. He told Colt McCoy and Isaiah Simmons, you're going to be a part of this team because we need you. And for different reasons, it didn't work out and they were not they did not hesitate to move on. They gave Isaiah Simmons four or five months. We're going to put you at the position you want to you want to go to. We're going to try to elevate you. He didn't buy in, and then Colt McCoy subsequently couldn't produce physically. They they moved on. They have given these guys under Keim and Company time. Time's up now. Mm-hmm. Time's up. You you can either play for us yeah. or you can't. And and that's that's a difficult reality when you're drafted by Steve Kyman. You're part of a dysfunctional. organization how short organization, that list is.
1: Think yeah. about how short that list is of guys that were in this building this time last year and are still here, but they were given an opportunity by the new coaching staff, uh, you know, as far as like, hey, we're going to give you a chance to stick around. Uh, I mean, it's it's obviously like Buddha was entrenched, right? And we know that he had uh, a tough offseason where he even reportedly asked for a trade and they were able to throw him a little extra, a couple extra cash. Uh, but then you've got like guys like Greg Dorch. I mean, it's Greg Dorch. Who else is there? Antonio Hamilton, potentially. We'll see what happens in the next 24 hours. I think Hamilton's probably on this team. Uh, oh, but yeah. there isn't a whole lot of guys that were given the opportunity and took advantage of it. And, and most of the guys
0: are already gone. I would say if you were a, a a high draft pick of Steve Kime within the last couple of years, you're still on your rookie deal. You're safe. Everybody else, I mean anything's up for grabs not only now but like the trade deadline mid-season I expect the Cardinals to be very active they already they already bailed on Isaiah Simmons they traded away Josh Jones if you if you're a day three pick for Steve Kime and you've made it this far I would say you're you're probably sweating bullets right now through the end of this week that to me it's this this franchise is going to look for the better unrecognizable by next spring we talked about it last February Bo they are going to churn this roster into what they believe can contend in the NFC. The Cardinals were the epitome of soft under Cl- Cliff Kingsbury. They just were. The soft, how they played offense. Vance yeah. Joseph's soft 3-4 cover zone defense, right? They are changing the perception every single day. It's It may not pay dividends the first four games. Kyler Murray's gone. It may not pay dividends by Halloween. But the goal of this season should be, I can see their vision for 2024 and beyond, and its young players and its physicality—that's what this season's about.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the direction of the organization is trending the right way for the first time in a long time. And and people—they won't acknowledge that. They're saying this is a tank, but there's a lot of unpopular uh, decisions that have to be made in order to really right the wrongs of their predecessors. It's yeah. just—it it was just so. It was—it was not just hey, let's go sweep some stuff off the floor. It was, hey, we need a pressure washer and we need to get the shit off the walls or we need to just knock these walls down because this place is an absolute sty. It's it, it knock it down to the foundation.
0: Yeah, and it's, I mean, we all get invested in these draft picks and these free agent signings. We were excited about X, Y, and Z. And then when you don't produce, you have to make difficult you know, difficult decisions. I see in the chat, somebody asked, um, you know, is Majay Sanders a potential practice squad candidate? No, he would get he would get picked up off the practice squad. I do think, Bo, that's an interesting name just to look at. Is he healthy? Do they put him on yeah. IR designated to return? Because of all the positions and you guys have pointed out in the chat, I think outside linebacker is the one where I mean, like, who, who do you cut? Who do you cut from this group?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, Maje still has his hand wrapped. We'll see if they feel like he's going to be somebody that can uh, make an impact come the first Sunday of the season, what, 15, 14 days from from now? Uh, Which is really going to be interesting to see if if that's something they believe is possible. Yeah. or does he does he start the season on IR and, and take four weeks to get healthy? Um, JG said you'll see him out there, and we have seen him out there, but only in like low tempo practices. Anything with shells and helmets, it's it's just not he's not participating in that. And then, like after watching his 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 debut on Saturday, how much can you rely on BJ Ujulari to get up to speed come week one? I'm skeptical. I mean, I think he's he's gonna be somebody that's gonna play significant snaps, but is he ready physically uh at this point right now? You know, I'm sure he's on the roster because you already pulled him off pup, but is he somebody that, you know, does he see just very little snaps to start off because he's just not up physically enough uh to 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 deal with the the speed of the NFL? And then Garrett Williams. Uh, not a pass rusher, but a guy that is going to stay on NFI. JG said today he's going to stay on the non-football injury list, which is basically the pup. It's just his injury happened in college, so uh, mm-hmm. they can probably negotiate his salary down for this year, uh, and we'll see what the, how they descend, decide to deploy him. But yeah, the pass rush group—it's really interesting. It's like—is Gardeck going to get healthy enough? He looked—he uh, looked when he was health, when he was solid. He he came out of the gates and he had some good speed. Off the edge and Zaven, I think he's going to get have a huge role, and then Cameron Thomas. But
0: outside of that, yeah, I mean it's there are a lot of unknowns. Jesse Lucchetta, you would hope, makes this team. He was a captain Saturday. He played three positions, including special teams. We're going to give some roster predictions here in a second. I want to remind everybody, check out Circle K right now. I read today, Bill Brock, uh, 114 degrees, hottest day in the history of Arizona for August 28th. So we're breaking heat advisories if you're in Arizona, which is not a good thing if you're not hydrated. So check them out. Load up 25 cents per gallon in your first five Phillips, by the way, on this free membership program. They're America's thirst stop for a reason. So go fill up and then load up ice-cold fountain drinks, coffee, pizza, whatever you want to do, do it with our friends at Circle K. Join the Inner Circle Club. I love that. For free, by downloading the Circle K app today, terms and conditions apply. At participating locations, visit circlek.com for more details.
1: All those draft picks cleaning up the mess from the previous regime. The future bright for the Arizona Cardinals. Might need to invest in some shady rays, obviously, to keep that glare out of their eyes. 50% off two or more pairs right now on premium polarized shades at shadyrays.com. Full. Just product line of all the premium sunglasses and styles that you're going to want. Check them out for yourself. Go to ShadyRays.com or check them out in their new Scottsdale location up in Carolyn Commons. Go see which sunglasses you like. Then go online. ShadyRays.com. PHNX is going to hook you up with 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people.
0: Uh, I just want to say a quick thank you to everybody who's who said some really nice things about this program uh we're humbled uh we we do try to work incredibly hard to be able to provide the most definitive cardinal coverage there is and I think that we we are getting there all because of what everybody here (laughs) in this this chat and this community has done for this podcast so thank you all so much uh it is not lost on us you know just a couple of schlubs that that love this team want to support this team and and hold this team accountable and it's been a tumultuous (laughs) 18 months for this franchise, but again, yeah. we're, our job is to come in here, maybe entertain and also give you the skinny on this, on this franchise. So I, I would hope if anything that you, you guys feel like you can trust us every day when we flip these mics on.
1: That's right. Uh, is that our power couple name? Is it Jobo? Is it? John? I love that.
0: Yeah. That's pretty solid. <laughs> <Jobo>? <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate the- it.
1: The sneaky Joe Boo saying, "Great work, Jobo. Uh It's like something you would see in People Magazine. Us just going, coming out of Circle K with Polar Pops is like, "Here's Jobo. Out, there's the celebrities his are driving like in Maricopa. <laughs> Chase, PHNX Cardinals, rock. Keep up the great work, team. Yeah, I completely echo what Johnny just said. Just, uh, it, it's crazy on the heels of. of pretty shocking news to everybody but johnny venerable for people to come out and say well phnx cardinals was right i mean it's it's just storylines that we follow on a daily basis and we're just privileged to be able to talk cardinals with all of you each and every day and the the audience the community that we continue that we're all building together uh it's all about that right and uh talking cardinals and giving a true glimpse of what's going on with the organization not you know what you know Certain
0: sects of the media want you to think about the organization, so this is this is the real deal. And to be real, this this franchise has been underrepresented from this kind of content for far too long, and we're, yeah. we hope that we've been able to, to provide that and, and continue to do so. Eris in the chat, thank you so much for ninety nine super chat. What available offensive linemen could the Cardinals potentially trade for? I think they're not going to trade for any. I think that there's a good chance they claim some. I I couldn't tell you a name but I would think based on what I've heard about John Gaines, that they're going to have to claim at least one. Uh, I will say that the, the interior offensive line looked pretty solid in the second half against the Vikings, but like anything else on this roster, though, it's, it's a very delicate situation. When you talk about depth, I really like the Cardinals starting front five on their offensive line. Yeah. If anybody goes down, if Will Hernandez, I think you can go six six, deep. Yeah. With Calvin Beecham. But if, but if one of them goes down, it, especially on the interior, yeah. it, it's gonna it's gonna be a problem.
1: Yeah, bingo, no doubt about it. It that that's a big time concern. Uh, Pat Fline put on the IR uh, gains. You know, it looks like it's gonna be tough for him to stay off, missing any significant time. So you're down. You know who you thought were gonna be behind Yeldon Frothole at the center position. Or guys that could slide inside, and that's that's a huge bummer. So now you got to re- rely upon your GM that's going to be able to kind of match up with what they're doing, especially schematically on the offensive line. Uh, who, who's going to be come available between now and you know whenever waiver claims end uh, after the deadline? I, it's it's going to be really tough. It, it's to lose one is is really tough. To lose two, man, that that's going to be rough for this organization to overcome and, and you got to hope that they stay healthy in that part of the offensive line.
0: Yeah. I don't have, I don't have knowledge or information on the timeline of both injuries. I think Gaines is, is worse. Uh, he had to be carted off, obviously yeah. it looked worse. Um, but Gaines had a nice camp for them. Uh, yeah. F, F line old players are, are typically get hurt. You know, I, I think F, F line
1: was just like break glass. In case, in case of emergency, emergency. like 2,600 starts or snaps at center at the NFL position, they just wanted to bring in some experience and just say, "Hey, if Froholt, for some reason, we believe in him, if things go haywire there, we can turn to F line. We know he has experience, and we're not. It's just like Clayton Tune. We're not just turning to a guy that was playing uh, center at the collegiate level a year removed. It, it's just it wasn't. If that'd be a bit naive and and." It, w- it wouldn't be in
0: the what Monty Osford has
1: shown us who he is as a GM. It would it wouldn't be
0: prepared. Well, and here's what I will say. And I knocked them for how they handled the quarterback situation with Dobbs. And they haven't played a regular season game yet. It's a brilliant move right now to sign Yelda Holt as your starting center. He's had a tremendous preseason, and and somebody that is going to ooze physicality of what their offensive line wants to do. And I think I think he's got familiarity working with Joshua Dobbs. I mean, you think about that, that should be your tandem here indefinitely until Kyler Murray comes back. So i they're just, they're kind of going, I mean, look who they hired as their new strength and conditioning coach coordinator. It's this guy from Cleveland, right? They're cherry picking people from Cleveland, not because they're the best franchise. They have the best players. They want to try to emulate what they want to do from a physicality standpoint and then insert a franchise quarterback like Browns are doing with Deshaun Watson with Kyler Murray and they mm-hmm. think, okay, we've, we can build a base where you don't need a franchise-caliber quarterback. We can win seven games, okay? Then you insert a Kyler Murray, and you're winning 10, 11, 12 games, right? It's what the Niners do. It's what all these people do that come from that style of play offensively, whereas when Kyler Murray was not clicking on all cylinders and they didn't have a franchise quarterback, you went from competitive, viable to unwatchable, first, second, third pick in the draft. They are trying to build something that's sustainable, without the quarterback being elite. And I think they're, listen, they're not there yet, but Paris Johnson this draft, maybe Joe Alt next draft, that's what they're looking for. Look how many first and second and third round picks the Cleveland Browns have, have inserted up front. Nick yeah. Chubb, Kareem Hunt, that's what the Cardinals want to do. David Njoku, could that be Trey McBride? So I, I am bullish on where this team is going offensively. They're just not there yet.
1: Yeah, guys like Hayden Howerton, I think Lucita Smith, could potentially benefit, you know, from the injuries, make their way onto the the active roster to start. But as, to your point, it's probably like those are two opportunities that they could find guys who are who are being made available either right now or in the next coming hours. Um, and then, you know, running back, I think that there's room to, to bolster that room. Like you like Connor, you like Ingram. I think he showed us some things in the final two games after he was able to get healthy. Uh, but if you can add somebody more of a pass catcher, I think that that helps you out as far as what you want to do with the offense. Um, and then, you know, the wide receivers, maybe a guy on the, on the bottom end of the receiving core, but your, your first five are set in stone, right? I mean, it's Hollywood. It's Michael Wilson. Uh, it's Rondell Moore. It's Zach Pascal. It's Greg Dorch. It's, it's the guys that you've seen uh, throughout camp continue to, to kind of star and hold
0: that, that down. I have heard that they would like a little bit more size at receiver. What yeah. if What if Michael Wilson goes down? God forbid. What if Zach Pascal goes down? They don't have another wideout over six foot. Yeah. I think they would like one more receiver over six foot with NFL starting experience or rotational player to go along with Dortch, Rondell, and Hollywood, who are under six foot. Yeah. I think they want it in an even split in the receiving core.
1: Yeah, we had mentioned Schwartz, but he's a guy that's dealing with is it a concussion.
0: Yeah, which is unfortunate yeah. they can keep tabs on them yeah um and they're, they're certainly not going to use a waiver claim on them right who'll pass through waivers but they could sign them they could say yeah. come here and rehab and get and get everything situated and if you're ever cleared we can put you on the practice squad we can do we can do a couple different things but i mean they is there any doubt they're going to use their their number three waiver claim here in the next day or so of course they yeah. are
1: yeah no doubt about it it's gonna. It's really gonna be fascinating. Uh, linebackers seems like it's it's solid. Defensive line. I think you could see, especially in the teeth of that defense, them pick up some guys and then corners. I mean, wouldn't you just? Wouldn't it just make sense for them to bring in somebody with some JG experience at that spot?
0: Yeah, they they would love some added experience in the secondary, and that's not a detriment to Keyshawn Clark. But no, I mean. It's Clark and Antonio Hamilton next to Marco Wilson. And that's about it, especially with Jalen Thompson going back to free safety. So um, I think uh, they're going to be all over three different cuts this coming 24 hours, Cleveland, Tennessee, Philadelphia. They're going to be all over those. Pretty Richie.
1: Absolutely. That's what JG told us today. And this podcast has been telling you for the last couple of weeks, Dobbs, very serviceable in 2023 experience and legs. Yeah, absolutely. They like his mobility. They like his arm strength and, and they, and they like what's between the ears. So Joshua Dobbs, uh, has the leg up as far as the starting role for this Arizona Cardinals team goes. Um, and could they add a safety, you know, that's, that's a thin room behind the two stars and Buddha Baker and, and Jalen Thompson. But, you know, I think they want to add somebody that can play a a little slot or play that role that Simmons was playing, maybe that center field, somebody with not too much pressure on their their shoulders to to go back there and and maybe create turnovers.
0: Joel in the chat, what about uh, Derek Barrett uh, or Barnett Barnett, from Philadelphia? Um, I mean, if he was ever released, I'm sure, but I, I, he'd have to get past the first two teams on the waiver claim in Chicago and Houston. And for a former first round pick out of Tennessee, that's asking a lot, but I mean, I, here's what I'm going to tell you right now. I don't think the Cardinals have a lot of interest in making a deal for draft picks with a team that just filed the tampering charge against them in Philadelphia. (laughs) I don't think Monty Austin Ford wants to do a deal with, you know, who back in Philly. But I think that, I mean, if, if, he became available. I think absolutely. I think anybody from that Eagles roster, save for Fletcher Cox, who he and JG have butted heads before, they're they're going to be in consideration. I would be. I'll go out on the limb right now. They're going to they're going to sign somebody from Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, exactly, Kyler. Uh, all, all all they need is some interior offensive line, interior defensive line,
0: CB, wide receiver, and running Listen, back. That's all. <laughs> times are tough, right? When you're stripping it down, you want to get some new bodies in here. But uh, I mean. They're starting a new they're starting a quarterback that that will have been here for 2 weeks. I mean, like think about it. If he got to Arizona Sunday, <laughs> he's going to turn around and start a game for for them in 2 weeks from from then. Remember the COVID year though? There was a guy for was it was it Baltimore or maybe the Bengals or somebody that literally like was a practice Denver. squad receiver, Denver. And yeah. he like had been he there He just for, got released. He'd been there for like 12 hours. He started a game. Like, come on now. We can they can check yeah, out. We can make it work. Greedy ass. Okay, well, He's I'm just—he couldn't—he
1: completed like one pass. Was he even a quarterback either? Like he was a quarterback at Wake Forest, and then he was like a converted wide receiver. It's hilarious. It was like, if he—if he, he had, had any bad, success, bad. if he had any success, they were—they were gonna make a movie. And about did
0: the Broncos that. have the yeah. first pick in the draft that year? No, they're starting. You know, converted wideouts that yeah. had never started NFL games before. Kendall Hilton, man, that. That COVID year, that that was something else, man. Yeah. Cardinals are going to be fine. The Joshua Dobbs, people are like, why are you convinced he's going to be good? I don't know if he's going to be good. I just only know that Colt McCoy would have been bad. So it's <laughs> like, so now I'm just basing it off of that. And I've and I know what they. Bo and I talked with Gannett, at the combine and everything else since then. They've doubled and tripled down on it. They want to run the football and they want somebody that can move RPOs, boots, play action hit the open man when he's there. They're not asking Mm Joshua Dobbs to throw for 400 yards and complete 40 passes or whatever. He's probably going to throw for like 15 or 20 times that first game. And if their defense can play like they did at times in the preseason and not give up 30 points, let's say the defense gives up like 17 to 21 points against Sam Howell, which is probably doable, right? And the offense can run the ball. That's a winnable game for Joshua Dobbs. But where you're going to get in trouble is, if you're down 21 0 in the first quarter, Vance Joseph yeah. style, you're not going to win games for Joshua Dobbs. No one's saying that Joshua Dobbs is going to be out here, you know, slinging the rock for five touchdowns. Right. It's just, come on now. No,
1: I don't know. 15 to 20 in this day and age, that's uh, that's really maybe tight. Maybe a little, maybe maybe a little, little quarterback. Later. But no, I hear you. I mean, this is going to be an offense that is going to go through the run game. They're going to establish the run. They're going to be putting themselves in second and third and manageable. If you want to know what it's going to look like, just look at how Tennessee operated in the in the finale last year. They had Derrick Henry, and they, they leaned on Derrick Henry to pick up yards on first and second down. And then Joshua Dobbs didn't have to you know, take on too response, too much responsibility when it's like third and eight, third and 12, third and yep. 15. Yep. Uh, like we were used to seeing from the old cliff offenses, because they would either get a, a negative play or they get hit with a flag. So it, you just hope operationally it works out a little bit better. You're not going to see those, those unforced errors. Uh, because if, if they don't, if they don't do that, if, if they're, if they're disciplined, I think that they'll be able to move the football. And I think Dobbs with, a little bit more arm strength uh, is going to be able to move the chains on like third and two, third and four throws. I mean, you're not asking a lot from that guy. And I think as far as footwork and stuff like that, he's not the most accurate guy in the world, but he's he's ahead of Clayton Toon
0: in that department. He's got like, if it's third and five, and he's got a chance to run, like he's going to run. Like he can yeah. pick up first downs with his legs. Like that's not going to be a problem. I, I, I see JTR at 1950 saying we're tanking the team that looks like they're tanking also plays in the NFC West and it's the LA Rams. Like if no one's talking about the LA Rams today, they like are non-competitive in the preseason and, and Matthew Stafford, they tried to get rid of him. Cooper cup is not participating, not practicing. Like it, I would absolutely put a wager on the Cardinals finishing above the LA Rams this year. Cardinals yeah. will beat the Rams this year. I don't care how good Sean McVay is. Their team is effing terrible. They have a terrible yeah. roster. Matthew Stafford is like an
1: old man at a rock concert. He's like, these kids, these damn kids, I don't get, I don't get them. They don't, they have no discipline. They're always on their phone. It's just his wife on her podcast was just saying Matthew Stafford is having the worst time connecting with the NFL.
0: They tried to move him. Yeah. Didi in the chat, we're not tanking, but we're not good enough to win yet. I think there's, there's truth to that. Mm -hmm. Like, but again, when does Kyler Murray come back? I think, and we didn't dive too much into that today. I, I think Kyler Murray still plays double-digit games this year, and I think they're they're very competitive when when Kyler Murray comes back. Azfan 1988, thank you for another super chat. Thinking of Week One, should we worry about Prater? I, you know, good question. Mean, yeah, I mean
1: he had Andy Lee for so many years. And when Andy Lee had to miss any time, I mean, I remember the Indianapolis Colts Christmas game, the uh, Carson Wentz legacy drive where he put the card over. Oh way.
0: I just really, didn't my family to watch that.
1: Yeah, I know it was brutal. It still, still keeps me up at night. Uh, but so do the coaches that Carson Wentz got fired too. They, mm-hmm. they hate him. Um, as far as the, but that day, like no, Andy Lee, they had a different holder. Wasn't Colt McCoy holding kicks. And we've seen like Nolan Cooney who won the punting job. It's been kind of tough sledding as far as Matt Prady. He's been, he's had a inconsistent preseason, but if they can get the ho- the snap and the hold down uh, Prater should be just as consistent as he's been his
0: entire Cardinals career. I, I think he'll be okay. I think I, again, he, he misses kicks every preseason, but I think this year, especially they're going to, I mean, they're going to be, I think in a lot of close he games too big on day.
1: Saturday. You yeah. can't put your your kids' college fund is gone after you went heavy on that uh, that that parlay. I, I got
0: the Cardinals at minus one and a half, and they won by one. I, yeah, I've missed I've missed a total. lot. Listen, that's I I need some extra scratch so I can take my family out. But thankfully, illegal pizza is going to hook me up though, Bo Brock. It's patio season, which means patio beers f- f- super affordable for the best margaritas in Arizona. By the way, this episode is brought to you by. Illegal Pete's, PHNX Cardinals, Illegal Pete's a beautiful thing, irresistible drinks, and mouth-watering food that will fill all of your heart's desires. I'm going to take my flowers today with Colt McCoy gone, and I'm going to fill up my bin with, how about, full-size loaded nachos, sour cream, whatever you want on top. Do it with our friends at Illegal Pete's. Custom cocktails, beers, maybe not piping hot queso today, but this fall, you know, it's a, it's a cool 80 degrees out. Get some queso, but in the meantime get some savings. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot this fall. Stop by for happy hour. It's not one hour happy hour once a week. How about five hours every single day, 3 to 8 p.m. at all 12 locations. Illegal Pete's, my go-to spot, should be yours for the best burrito buddies and beer for the last 28 years, Bo in the Valley.
1: Always great things going on on the website, gophnx.com. You want to become a diehard member right now. It's the best time to do so. We've got Deals going on. That plus deals going on in the PHNX locker. Don't miss out. Get yourself $24 shirts, all t-shirts, all hats, just $24. Countdown to kickoff for the 2023-2024 football season. Get your hands on all the gear from the PHNX locker. I loaded up today. You should do so as well, but also you need to load up on becoming a diehard. Get exclusive access to our discord and all the events coming your way this football season and beyond become a diehard. Oh yeah. Also when you become a diehard, you get a shirt for free each and every year, including the new Greg Dorch shirt, light the Dorch. Greg Dorch, get this tea in your closet, in your drawer right now. It's our new release. Go to the locker and buy it for yourself or make it your t-shirt for the year. Becoming a diehard go phnx.com of
0: course, phnxlocker.com oh man so so much good stuff at gophnx.com we're so excited about to, to share with you the stuff we've got coming up in the coming weeks but you know bo i thought we would we'd use these last couple minutes here to put a bow on colt mccoy's time in arizona he was signed once upon a time to be the backup to kyler murray and i in a weird way i think it really helps his legacy here to not play for the cardinals this year i think i wrote an article once upon a time for gophnx.com one of the best backups maybe ever for this franchise. Helped to get them to the playoffs two years ago. Consummate pro, constant professional. I think that's why it's so so hard for people today. But I I would rather Colt McCoy go out like this than go out a shell of himself week one against the commanders. So I, in all seriousness, I will applaud Colt McCoy. Fabulous job here in Arizona. Consummate pro, but it was time. Yeah,
1: I think that's a great point as far as... That, that would have sucked to, to watch him struggle against Washington week one and just kind of be uh, behind physically. I think that's what it came down to, can he physically compete at this level anymore? And, and he was just beaten, battered, especially last season going and being to be a 37 year old quarterback and, and lacking the arm strength that he didn't have any kind of room to give up as far as throwing the football and any zip on the, the football or lack thereof. So, but absolute tip of the cat, cap he was the quintessential backup for Kyler Murray who was a guy that not only Kyler could lean on off the field uh, that was that was get, providing insight to offensive and defensive players being an extension of the coaching staff and then going out there especially in his first you know four starts as an Arizona Cardinal uh, he balled out I mean he won three or four starts before kind of the wheels fell off and, and they just didn't have a, a roster that can compete and keep a, a guy at 36 upright and you know, keep him from getting hits. I mean, Colt McCoy was, was a rock solid backup for this organization and did a lot of great things in his time. And it gets lost uh, in, in kind of in the shuffle of, of him being cut in, in, I guess, for, for this Arizona
0: Cardinals to try to be able to be competitive before, while Kyler Murray comes back. Keep it locked in here at PHNX Cardinals. The next 24 hours and beyond is Bo Brock and I We're on standby, my friend. Waiver claims, trades, cuts, releases, what have you. This is your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Bo, no practice tomorrow for our precious yeah. Redbirds, which means it's, it's Monty Austin Ford is free all day to work the phones.
1: Yep, he's gonna even though he's he yeah he's out there on the practice field, so he can just stay in his air conditioned office and just wheel and deal, and hopefully add some talent to the bottom of this roster and figure out you know how this team can be competitive uh, for the 2023 campaign. But you know, it's no, uh, no practice tomorrow. They'll be back on the practice field, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, they'll kind of do a walkthrough and then come back, uh, with a full week game week before you know it. Yeah. Absolutely. Classy, nasty 53 man roster tomorrow. We'll figure out if we're going to be live right at the deadline or if, uh, depending on when we get the information from the Cardinals, as far as what the initial roster looks like. But, uh, yeah, keep that notifications thing set up for yourself on YouTube because we could go live at any point. I don't think we're going to have any emergency pod releases uh, left in the tank, but we will definitely tell you as soon as we do know what the initial
0: 53 looks like. And in the chat, Monty's po- cooking all day, as are your boys. Subscribe to the PHNX Cardinals podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We were putting a crescendo on our best month to date, and that's a big thank you to all of you like this video again, subscribe, check out gophnx.com, get a half-off shirt like this one. Maybe we are just effing better here on the PHNX Cardinals podcast. You love to see it. There it is. Half-off, 24 bucks. Can't beat it. You can't beat this crew. Wouldn't ask for a better team. Bo Brock, Damon Dog, behind the camera, behind the mic. I'm Johnny Venerable. We're back on Cut Day. Manana. Thanks, everybody. Peace.